Trash Cinema. Hey everybody, it's Trash Cinema. This episode we'll be discussing Crocodile Attack movies in honor of Crawl, which came out two weeks ago, which this episode's a little late. Sorry. <laughs> Did you see Crawl? Yeah. And... I did not see Crawl. I saw Child's Play instead. What? Oh, well, okay. How was that? <laughs> it was excellent. Uh, it kind of went in the direction that I was talking about with, that I liked about the first movie, because the first movie had more to do about, like, your, um, you know, like your childhood invisible friend that will, like, enact your, your fantasies, but, like, in the, in a, in the bad way. So, like, it's like, oh, I wish that kid would shut up or something and then something bad happens to him it was kind of like that um with the original child's play and this one took that idea and went with it where it's like the the doll has like this program where it becomes connected to the person that is programmed to uh and it's like uh violent inhibition or whatever is turned off and so this doll would uh you know like the cat scratches him and so then the thing the fucking doll kills the cat okay. and so it's stuff like that but i <laughs> Yeah, so I, it, it went with that direction, so I really enjoyed it. Okay, that's you know what the funny thing is? This movie opened okay, but then it collapsed, and it just feels like every time MGM reboots one of their movies, it always goes wrong. Robocop, Red Dawn, uh, Dirty Rot Scoundrels, Child's Play, they just can't seem to get a remake uh, to be successful enough. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I've never seen any. I didn't really see any of those remakes. Uh, the I, I even Child's Play was just like moderate. I, I probably wouldn't see it again, but I thought it was pretty good. And uh, for Crawl, uh, not K U K R U L L, the sword sorcery movie from the '80s. We're talking about Crawl, like across the ground. Um, yeah, from we, we've already done Crawl, so if you yeah. want to hear our thoughts <laughs> on it, you'll have to check out the older episode. Uh, Sam Raimi produces, so that's usually a decent sign. He rarely ever has any stinkers. From the director of Piranha, Alexander Aha. Yeah, and I was looking this up. It actually has really good reviews, too. Yeah, it's maybe the highest reviews of any alligator movie, crocodile movie. And we're kind of going through our list before this came out of what to discuss. Because there's a lot of fucking crocodile movies. I was actually shocked when I looked it up. There is uh, Alligator, which is the one with Robert Forrester, written by John Sayles from 1980, which everybody loves. And there was a sequel to that. There are a ton of Italian rip-off movies, which are more akin to uh, Jaws. And then we went a very, very long gap without any of them. And all of a sudden, Lake Placid comes out, and everybody's been making alligator movies since. We got mute hybrid alligator movies. Those never work. Those are always so tongue-in-cheek. Well, that's the thing about alligator movies in general. There's something about them that are really bad. I mean, like, exceptionally boring films, which is why I didn't even really bother to go watch the new one, because I didn't really want to spend the money. But after, like seeing the reviews i might go see it this week i'm not sure okay the uh there's a lot of junk there's a lot of garbage out there with really bad cgi so we picked the two that uh in 2007 all of a sudden we were alligator crazy again and a couple studios got together and decided to put out some lower budget genre fare still way higher budget than the stuff you usually found on video what did you think of them um I'm not a fan. <laughs> There's something about alligator movies that are just that disinterest me so much. I think it's the idea that 
Like alligators are just kind of inherently an animal that you can't really film. So all you can do is just get bad B-roll footage uh, and then try to insert it in the movie as if the actors are looking at it, but it's clearly they're not. So I don't know. There's just this disconnect whenever I watch these kind of movies in general. Yeah. Um, and as a premise, as a premise, it's always just like a bunch of assholes stuck on one in one area, trying to figure out how to outsmart an alligator that somehow has superhuman <laughs> intelligence. I don't know, but either way, I, I, I kind of liked I kind of liked the first one, and I don't even remember what it was called. Okay, so uh, the two movies. The, yeah. The two movies that I sent you, um, the first one's Rogue, which is from the director of Wolf Creek. It is set in Australia, and it's about, uh, again, assholes on an, a little inlet, or what are you going to call it, a little tiny island, being attacked by a very large alligator. Not comically large, like our second movie, where it's just ridiculous CGI bullshit. This has some CGI in it, but for the most part, they kept it you know, toned down. There was a lot of animatronics and a lot of what you just don't see. Which works a lot in these movies is you can was, just see like a glimpse of the alligator, crocodile, crocodile. It was a little yeah, it was smarter because all this the initial sort of uh, scares that come from it are from the fact that you can't see it, so it sort of just destroys the boat from underneath, and so that idea of them kind of having to find a place to swim because of this fear of the unknown. Although I mean we we kind of already know what it is obviously, but. They don't show it right away, so it's kind of this fear of the unknown. And then the next time that they encounter it, it happens at night, and it's more of like survival horror kind of direction. And the fact that it's Australian helps because I'm, uh, I have family in Australia, so I might just be biased. But this was the movie that I thought was okay. Um, I did like, uh, yeah, how it, how it presented the whole alligator aspect of it. The... Uh... This one was one of the most expensive Australian movies ever made. It did not open in America at all. Uh, Miramax Dimension got nervous. They were going to release it wide. They held off for a whole year and a half and then dumped it. And I think part of it is because it didn't really have any names. It has Michael Vartan from Alias, who was kind of getting around at that time. Uh, we have Rada Mitchell, who was kind of a genre actress. She was in Resident, not Resident Evil, uh, Silent Hill and Pitch Black. And then we have a young Sam Worthington before he was ever an Avatar and Terminator and Clash of the Titans and so he died. This is a couple years prior. So not really anything to sell besides the alligator. Mm-hmm. And like half the movie, there's no alligator at all. So Yeah, it does take yeah, that. Kinda, I, I was losing kinda, my patience. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say the last 25 minutes is really... You're right, it's very much like survival horror because unlike like normal slasher or monster movies, this one gets wet. I mean, there is some gore in this. The fact that they, I'm going to spoil this right now, they kill the main female, pro, no they don't, they almost kill the main female protagonist, uh, but she gets like chewed up, whatever, and he loses some fingers trying to save her and they kill the dog, which upset me greatly because, yes, um, I'm not unrealistic in thinking that the dog, of course, being a protector is going to get killed by the alligator because it's much bigger. They didn't need to show its fucking legs hanging out of the alligator's mouth, and he scoops them up. Yeah, uh, pretty yeah, pretty pretty aggressive. That's another thing about the whole the whole alligator thing too. If I can go off on another tangent about alligator movies, is that the the whole the whole thing about the, the having an alligator being the antagonist of the movie is that you have to be somewhere around water. Uh, specifically like lakes, bogs, marshes, whatever, 
So, like, the whole movie has to take place in there, so you're really limited by what you're able to do with a movie like that. Uh, it's kind of, so, like, the, the idea that you have to be stranded somewhere and you have to just be around these characters for so long is really boring to me. Yeah. Uh, it's like how Freddy Krueger can only attack, attack people in dreams, right? But that's more interesting because people have to sleep. You don't have to go uh, to a swamp. Right, anyway, it, it seems like half the time these right. people should know better. They put themselves in these situations. Right, and that makes it difficult to stay interested for me. You know what be interesting is, oh, first off, I should, I should separate. I've been doing some research on this. Alligators apparently are more afraid of us than we are of them. Crocodiles don't give a fuck about anything. Oh, oh for sure, yeah. Yeah, alligators are smaller and they're faster. Um, crocodiles never stop growing. The more you feed them, the bigger they get. And I did not know this, and they are not yeah. intimidated by anything. And I, I would just find it interesting if you made a movie like set in a bayou during a flood or like a, a hurricane, tsunami. Yes, I'm stealing a little bit from Sharknado. But what if you just had a flood where there was a bunch of alligators and they got shoved into um, a place where they don't belong? Like, they're on, on land, so they panic, you know, because they're, they're not used to that. And yes, normally they're afraid of a human if it comes at them or makes sound, but now they're in, like, weird panic state, and they just start, like, mowing through the, the suburbs or something. <laughs> you know what would be a really cool idea is if there was a flooding situation and uh, somehow broke through the walls of a prison that they did not evacuate yet, and so prisoners are stuck inside with this alligator roaming around. That's a really cool idea, Yeah. You know, another thing that bothers yeah. me in these movies is they always show the crocodile so fucking fast. But this thing weighs a ton, probably literally a ton. It is not going to move that fast. Rogue did a much better job of kind of showing you the weight in the CGI when it moves around. It just kind of slogs around. Uh, Primeval, our second movie, yeah. is fucking ridiculous. It is not a freight train. It cannot move that fast. It's nonsense. Ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate because it had an actor who actually knew who it was was Orlando Jones who was on Mad TV. Yeah. And so I was kind of rooting for this movie, and I liked that it wasn't exactly an alligator movie, which immediately got me interested because it wasn't just about being stuck in a marsh or something. It had a lot more to do. Um, well, we'll save that for when we actually talk about that one. Are we done with Rogue? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Rogue is the better of the movie. It's more compact. I think it saves its CGI for when it absolutely needs it, so it looks better. Primeval is bigger in scope. It's also a bigger company. It wasn't raised, you know, from some independent company overseas. This is when, uh, pardon me if I get long-winded, um, Disney got rid of Hollywood pictures in the late 90s after they bought Miramax and Dimension because that filled that thing they were looking for, the low to mid-budget, you know, usually genre film. And so after Sixth Sense, it was shut down. And then in 2007, when they sold off Miramax Dimension, fired the Weinsteins, and uh, they were like, well, we don't have a genre arm again. What are we going to do? So they made three movies. The Invisible, which is god-awful boring shit. Um, uh, Dead Alive, I think. No, not Dead Alive. It's a video game one with uh, Malcolm in the Middle, Frank Muniz. Damn it. I can't remember what it's called. Where the video oh. game comes alive or whatever and starts <laughs> killing them. Like It was garbage, too. And then this one. All three huge flops, and immediately Disney said, well, I guess we don't need a genre arm. Let's go buy Marvel and Star Wars instead. <laughs> and it's all Primeval's fault. This, uh, so this was their first launch title. With I want to look that movie up. It's Dead Something. Dead, dead Awake? Fuck. Um, 
But, uh, no yeah, this one I, I would say is bigger in its scope because it spends a lot of time, like, exploring this world that they're in, not just the alligators. I mean, that's what drives the reporter and the investigator there is these random murders. But they're also dealing with, you don't call them militias. What do you call those guys over in Africa that, you know, kidnap children and make them soldiers and stuff like that? Uh, warlords, I guess. Basically, I yeah. So they explore some of that, and that's actually a big chunk of the movie is them outrunning these guys, and they they become adversaries, and briefly, um, you know, they team up to take out the crocodile. Yeah. So inter- so immediately a more interesting premise, I would say, from the beginning, I was more hooked. I was like, oh, okay, interesting uh, thing. It's not necessarily. Uh, about an alligator it has there's a lot more things to explore there's a lot more things to see and there's something more we can do with it uh the only problem is that it's god it's god awfully boring for most of it uh-huh. and a lot of the actors are, are are terrible especially orlando jones unfortunately sorry it's, it's a lot I, of it's like what you, they gave him i was, was really bad. upset that they had yeah. they basically make him yes i get that he's in africa and that he's with Quotation marks his people. God, don't put me in a category with Trump. That's not what I mean. Um, but, but he he said that he said yes, yes. Know, so you, if really... you haven't seen the movie, it's not me going go back to your country or any horseshit like that. No, but but they also make him stereotypically black it up. Do you know what I mean? Like the like you can see studios saying that not that he can't be, but I feel like the studio studio forced him to do that wacky sidekick, talk too much, too loud, and be obnoxious, which was the thing after. Uh, Rush hour. All of a sudden, everybody had to have a, a wacky, fast-talking sidekick. Yeah. And unfortunately, he just fell victim to that, and that kind of ruined any chance of him being uh, an actor and anything else. Because yeah. I have not seen him in much since. He uh, was on Sleepy Hollow for four years, I think, on Fox, which I heard it was good. And I've seen him a couple of things. But yeah, this basically killed his momentum. And I also hate the fact that it's that, that, that cliche that drove me nuts back when I saw uh, Leviathan as a kid. Oh, they're always going to kill the black guy. They're always killing the black guy in horror mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, but this is a movie with almost all black guys, so of course they're all going to die. <laughs> which the, a lot of them do. Yeah, so. but I mean, it's always like the sidekick guy, <laughs> the, the secondary, the third uh, level guy yeah. that they always kill off. Um, the movie I was talking about with Frankie Muniz is called Stay Alive, uh, not Dead Alive. That's the zombie movie. Um, yeah, that's the good movie. Uh, Dominic Purcell, he's the main protagonist in this, and it's pretty much the last time you saw him with a head of hair because they make him shave his head for some reason, and he hates hair. Uh, he was on um, Prison Break for a few years, and uh, he's been on Flash a bunch. But he does so many. We could do an entire episode of the trash that he has been making over the last decade because it's lunatic. Huh. That's so weird because I've rarely seen him. I don't know his name. Yeah. And it's so weird to know that he's been doing, he has a lot of work. Oh, no, seriously. Go on IMDb. You're going to find about 30 movies. You read the title and go, oh, God, this is destined for Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> the, uh... So, yeah, so this movie had more of an angle of, investi- of murder investigation, and there, has, there was kind of a side story. Excuse me if I'm going to explain this movie very poorly, but my eyes kind of glazed over about a half hour in. <laughs> but I, I believe that there is some kind of weird cult thing going on and that there are these warlords who are uh, trying to eliminate their religion or their people of, for some reason. And the alligator has something to do with their cult. Uh, not quite sure. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, I feel like there was a movie where a, a cult had a shark or something like that, and they used it, like the jaws of Satan or something like that, and they used it to 
you know, do the sacrifices. It's kind of in that vein, but a more realistic version of that because you realize it's all just nonsense and they just, the crocodile is so fucking big is because they just feed it all the time. They feed it these kids and feed it whoever they want to sacrifice to appease the, the whatever evil forces they're working for. Huh. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. And thank God I, I the kinda, dog I, lives. The dog lives in this one. <laughs> I don't even remember a dog. That's yeah. how, like, how numb my mind went for a while when I was watching it. Oh, that's too bad. I really liked this movie when it came out. Me and my sister rented this and really dug it. But then I watched it this time, you know, 12 years later. I'm like, some of it works, but some of it really just gets on my fucking nerves. And I, what I do appreciate, mm-hmm. though, is the minute they get done beating the shit out of the alligator, or the crocodile, I'm going to get this straight because somebody out there is an alligator or a crocodile freak and they're losing their minds. Uh it doesn't. It doesn't die. I don't think they're listening to this no. show. <laughs> the, the, it doesn't die. They just beat it off. I almost said beat it off. Beat it away, and uh, <laughs> it, it, you know it gets hurt, but it lives, and uh, so you can have a sequel, which never happened. Right. Exactly. So it's been. Can we? Since we have so much more time, can I talk about Lake Placid real quick? Why are there? Why are there like six of these? Please do. Why are there so many? I don't know. <laughs> I know that was the thing because I, I had initially said that oh yeah we should do that because I was like oh there's only got to be like one or two of these movies right but no there's so many yeah this what is it uh, uh, Toby Hooper did two alligator movies one we did a couple years ago when he passed away uh, eaten alive uh, are you okay fuck <laughs> uh, no like when you say Toby Hooper directed two alligator movies I just like my soul died a little yeah let's just say in 2000 when he was at the absolute bottom of his career he did a movie called Crocodile with a shitty company that did like Expendables and stuff like that shot it for like two million dollars the CGI looks like hell on earth and it's a bunch of idiots they decide to go on a cruiser man in a boat they get a boat and they, they get drunk and they crash it because they go into shallow water and they get stuck with crocodiles a giant mutant crocodile and they made a crocodile too because god we hate we, we love terrible movies <laughs> fuck dude I, I i saw i don't know if i don't remember if this was his very toby hooper's very last movie but he did this movie called Jin, uh d-j-i-n-n i, I, I think, think that is have you seen it because i have not I watched the first 15 minutes and I was I weeped uh, oh, for how bad it was. It is and like man, it, that guy's career was so much promise and so much good stuff. Like uh, Texas Chainsaw Master Part Two is like one of my favorite. Oh yeah, films. it's my favorite. So it's, it's, it hurts inside. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there was a brief moment where he did two back to back from the same writers. It was called The Toolbox Murders, which is a remake, and then he did one, uh, Mortuary, which may or may not have been a remake. I've never been clear on that. Those two are rad, and I thought maybe he was going to have a comeback, and then apparently Dijin. How do you say it? Jin? Dijin? I, I think I think you would say Jin. I think that's why the, the previous Dijin movie, or whatever it is, was called Wishmaster, because people know how to pronounce Wishmaster. <laughs> <laughs> that's true i could be i don't i don't know how to i i barely understand how to pronounce things in english so yeah oh well yeah uh wishmaster that's that sounds like one we could just, should do down the road there's like four of those crazy ass movies oh i i fucking love the first wishmaster so i would love to i, I, haven't, I haven't seen it in like 10 years but i remember loving it so i'd love to check it out again cool um so it's player's choice for this next one what's up player it's your choice who, me? Yeah, it's your choice this time because we were gonna do From Dust oh, Till Dawn, shit. but we're running behind on episodes, so you get to play. You get to choose the next thing. Oh fuck! Uh, well, immediately I want to go Wishmaster. Well, now okay. that you brought that up. Okay. Well, do you want to do but, all uh, four Wishmasters? If you have any, 
are. We could, but I mean, like we've done, we we just keep going back to horror because that kind of just, you know, the the bottomless well. Okay. <clears throat> well, I have a list here, everybody. Right, so if you have any, oh yeah, go for it. Uh-huh. All right. So I have written down. Okay. So um, by the way, everybody. Um, if you listen to the show on a regular basis, I do one episode with Kersey and I do one with my friend Kent Hill, and uh, during the summer that is. And we're doing Chuck Norris movies. I hate myself. Oh sweet. I fucking hate myself because some of these are I can't I can't get through most of these, dude. I don't know how I'm going to talk about them because I get like 20 minutes into it. I'm like, oh, this is shit. Uh, so that's going to be we're doing Charles Bronson, Chuck he's Norris. A terrible martial artist, so I don't know. Yeah. All right. So these what this is what I have uh, so far on my list. <clears throat> This is going to be a while, so sit back and relax. Uh, non-horror. Okay, so I have Lorenzo Lama's shitty movies. Uh, Linda Blair, Revenge Films. Um, uh, Cyborg, Die Hard, Ripoffs. Uh, the Substitute, Quadrilogy. Cynthia Rothrock, Kung Fu Films. Blaxploitation. Uh, Bloodsport Series, The Kickboxer Series. And then Mega Force. It's got to be Linda Blair. I, I'm I'm so interested right now. Linda Blair, okay, because she made after uh, Exorcist two, she had a couple years. Or she made, you know, she made some good studio stuff. It's gonna be an extra long episode because I think there's about four or five good Linda Blair movies that we should watch. Ooh, okay, got me down. So like my my partner is gonna be gone all next week, so I have nothing, literally nothing to do. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna send you links. And uh, you just pick which ones. It, it, it will probably be a longer episode. It won't be the 20-minute episodes that we usually do. Uh, this will probably be like one of our – you know how we did the Nightmare on Elm Street Friday the 13th kind of stuff? It will probably be like a 45-minute to an hour long. Yeah, and this one's probably like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't edit. We're at 22 minutes There's right just now. There's nothing to say. I know. But... We're filling it up. I thought we'd have a lot more. I actually really enjoyed Rogue, uh, the, the second half. Uh, Primeval, yeah, it's just uh, – it, no, just stop. No. Um, but I am eager to check yeah, for, out for for Rogue. Yeah, for Rogue, I would say yeah, like um, it, sure, it's passable. I, I I would I'll never watch it again. Yeah, you can zone out for the first half movie, hour. Not Literally, bad. you can just not pay attention to the first half hour. It's beautiful cinematography. That's it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so everybody, check us out on Facebook under Video Night Podcast. We're a spinoff of that, and the next episode is going to be Linda Blair movies. I'm going to find like, uh, gosh, she did some. Like street revenge movies, and then she's some prison flicks, and she did Hell Night, one of the most underrated horror movies of all time. So I guess I guess we'll fit in a little bit of horror. Um, yeah, this is gonna be fun. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody, yeah, uh, that's it for me. Kersey, send us out. All right, stay trashy, everybody.